Hello everyone. So I wanted to make an episode about like a lot of things that have been going on. Like to be honest, um, I've been dealing with a little bit and I'm tired of learning these life lessons. Uh, I'm sick of it. And I think that a lot of things that are happening to me are because people take things out on me and it's not right. You know, like right is right and wrong is wrong. But when it comes to certain situations and you're not doing the right thing, that's still not going to come back on me. That's going to come back on you. And um, I'll start by talking about like getting scammed in the mall because now my friend was really oh, go look over there, Chanel, you know, go. And she was kind of pressing it a little more than I wish she would have. And I went because I was like, oh, it's harmless or whatever. I didn't think I was going to buy anything, but I try to support black businesses. Come to find out I was swindled out of over $100, you know, whatever. Some people, that's not a lot to some people it is. But the thing is, I didn't get a receipt, um, And I only found out how much I got charged because I checked my bank. I went back, walked right back. And I said, you know, I don't I don't want this. I need a refund because you didn't give me a receipt and then you overcharged me. And so he's like, well, that's how much my stuff costs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but you still need to give me a refund because this is not right. And he demanded that he wasn't. And I need to do whatever I need to do. Like, of course, um, I tried to do the right thing with the bank. So I tried to tell them exactly what happened, right? Um, lesson learned, just say it was fraud and get a new card. Like, that. that's what you got to do. Because if you try to explain things and try to do the right thing, somehow in this very evil world, that comes back and it's like, oh, you want to do the right thing? Well, I'm sorry. This world is not designed like that. So you need to get with the program and be wrong too. So basically I should have lied, but I didn't. I told the truth and they did give me the refund like the next day, right? Apparently I was supposed to fill out something and send some additional information, like actually have it in writing what happened. I didn't think to look into it because I already got the refund. So they took the refund back. Yeah, apparently banks can do that. They took the refund back. Then I called them and they one lady said, well, we'll, I'll submit to reopen it. But another lady said, well, you'll just have to send in the information and then I'll let them know. So um, I'm going to have to call them. I'll probably call them tomorrow, follow up. But I sent it in writing on the app and I also sent it in the mail because The lady I spoke to said to send it in the mail. Well, the headquarters for this particular bank happened to be in the same state. So it doesn't take that long to get the mail. But I just said I'll give it a few days and then just kind of let it process, quote unquote. But best believe I'm going to be calling right back and say, you know, I did provide X, Y, and Z. So what's going on? But you see how doing the right thing is so much more complicated And it shouldn't be. And I even said to the lady, I said, so when people tell you that it's fraud on their card, you don't have no proof of that. You just have their words saying that. So 
in this case, why would I have to have any proof? You know, so she just had very neutral answers and whatever the script said, but it's just very frustrating. So that that was a life lesson there. Another one was I was having like a lot of car problems um, and they were keeping my car too long and then couldn't really find an issue with it. Now, my car still has issues here and there, but it's not like all the time. And basically, everybody thought I was making it up because anytime I brought it to the shop, it never had an issue. But whenever I would drive it, it would have an issue. Um, So I just learned like, well, basically, if you take it and they say they don't find nothing, get your car back and go about your business or go somewhere else. Um, but when you're thinking of like financially trying to save money and all that kind of stuff that does play a part in your decision-making. So yeah, but anyway, that was another one with this car, you know, just basically just dealing with it as it goes. Um, let's see. Another one is recently at work. There was two incidences. One, um, there were like some errors happening and when you draw blood from patients sometimes it'll sit too long so me and one of the other nurses had to like co-sign all the blood draws and bring them straight to the lab okay cool one lady was not aware of this because she came in late but we i just told her i was like oh we're bringing the um we're walking those to the lab she just start going off at the mouth and all of a sudden she starts yelling at the manager. She bringing my name up and I'm like, well, what's going on? She was like, well, if there's a problem, I'll bring it to the manager. I'm like, yeah, but why are you upset though? I say, yeah, I did say we're walking into the lab, but what's wrong with that? And she was just going off. Like she was just psycho. And um, then she kind of stormed off. And then later on I addressed the manager and I was like, well, why is my name being brought up? And apparently she told the manager that she felt attacked by me and another nurse, basically just telling her, um, we walking them to the lab. We walk in the blood draws to the lab. Um, so I said, how? Like, how was that any tone towards that? She's like, I don't know. That's just what she said. I was like, yeah, but at the end of the day, that's not fair to me because I didn't do anything wrong. So I just want to let that be known. Because at the end of the day, like if you're a manager and this is your leadership, that's poor leadership because you shouldn't even allow somebody to talk to you crazy, let alone somebody else that's another employee. And that lady was obviously, I don't know if she was bipolar. I don't know if she had a psychotic break. I don't know what was going on, but then gossiping after that and trying to be messy and like, well, she said this, she said that. Like, I'm not even the only person that said anything. I must have been the straw that broke the camel's back. But it still does not justify your unprofessionalism so loud that patients can hear you in their room. That's how loud she was. But what disciplinary action was there for that? None. None at all. And the thing is, when you're a manager and you're trying to be neutral, you're still picking a side. And when you're picking a side, you create tension and you're now creating a hostile work environment. So um, I just knew that this is obviously not the first time that this lady has had some psychotic outburst. 
but um, it won't be the last time either because apparently we can all just say whatever we want to the manager and she's not going to do anything about it. And then today I get a call because a patient had a rapid, um, but for people who don't know what that means, that means that they could have either like stopped breathing or they were just really, really drowsy and wasn't fully waking up. So now you have to kind of treat it like an, it's, it's an emergency. So they said that a patient that I saw outpatient had that happen and basically tried to say that I had something to do with it, which I did not. But the thing is, when you work in hospitals, a lot of them always try to find somebody to blame. But if I haven't seen the patient in multiple weeks, at least three or more weeks, that code or whatever has nothing to do with me. But when they're trying to find a scapegoat, they will look for anybody. So their, I guess, initial thought was like, well, who was the first person that saw the patient? Because that's the person who puts the medications in the system, which would be me. But I'm also going off what the patient is telling me or whomever is with the patient if they have like some, you know, mental delays or what have you, somebody should be present. And then we go off of that. That's just the only thing you can do. So either way, it's still not my fault because I can't make this stuff up. I can't just randomly put stuff in the computer because then what what kind of mess is that? So my thing is, why are y'all asking me when y'all could be looking at if that patient got too much anesthesia? So they probably got too much medicine that put them to sleep. And instead of these quote-unquote investigations, whatever, y'all not looking at the doctors and the anesthesiologists. Y'all go straight to the nurses and try to throw them under the bus. And that is the culture of healthcare. For those who don't know, that's the culture. Um, that psycho lady is also part of the culture of nursing because you'll find that a lot of older nurses are very mean to younger, newer nurses. Um, I, I don't think there's a real reason. I think it's just because they're unhappy and they're miserable because they already have a lot on their plate and now they also have to teach somebody on top of that. Okay, but still, if you're a nurse and this is the job you chose, that comes with it. If you don't want to do it, do something else. But it's the fact that people in healthcare healthcare get treated bad all the time. And it's the system designed that way because the doctors are pretty much at the top of the pyramid and then it trickles down. So if you're looking at that pyramid, well, nurses are kind of at the bottom of that. And so a lot of time nurses don't always get the respect that we deserve. Um, but in any way, in this situation, I, I document very well. So I was absolved, but then they're still going to go back and whatever nurse charted after me, now they're going to go try to find out who that is. And now they're going to try to blame her or him. And it's like, again, somebody taking a pill is not going to make them not wake up, especially if it's a pill that they've been taking for a long time. And especially if it's related to a chronic issue, which means it's an ongoing issue for years and years and years, not something that's just new all of a sudden. So either way, it wouldn't be related to me or what other nurse. It most likely is related to anesthesia. But again, when you're thinking of hospitals as a business, you want to keep your highest 
payer or whoever's bringing in the most money happy. And who is that? That's the surgeons and the doctors. So with that being the culture, then nothing is going to change. I typically don't even want to do anything that has to do with administering medication. Anything with medication, I don't want to deal with it anymore because it's such a liability. And it's like when you're thinking of nursing, people have this fantasy idea like, oh, you're a nurse. Right. But behind the scenes, it is not all gluten glam. You're getting cussed at by nurses. You're getting you know, talk to like you're stupid by doctors and patients alike and patients, family members. And it's like, you're to blame for everything. It's your fault, it you know, and it's not your fault, but they will gaslight you to make you feel guilty for being human. And that is how toxic the healthcare system is. And so you're going to learn a lot of lessons, but this just happened today. And so my thing is, why is it always somebody to blame? And why isn't it that, well, let's just figure out what was the mistake and improve it? Well, you know, that's it. Why do you have to constantly point fingers unless you're trying to teach and let them know, hey, you know, this happened. You're not in trouble. Um, We just want to make sure that you're aware that this is the policy X, Y, Z. That's how you handle that. But no, people don't want to do the right thing. Everybody's trying to cover themselves and keep their job. And with these psycho people that work in healthcare that probably need to do something else, they will often have outbursts and lash out. And when you're petite, you know, A lot of people take things out on you because you're an easy target because you're small in stature. So they feel like, oh, okay, well, I'm a bully this girl. And my and my my confusion with that is in this in the situation that I dealt with, it wasn't even that long. I think overall it was like maybe one minute that that whole interaction was. And it's only because I heard my name in your mouth and you're screaming. So of course, I have rights to who I am and my name. So yeah, what what's going on? What's the problem? Like, and I really wanted to say other things, but I I was the one that was professional, and the manager wasn't even professional. She was kind of just ignoring it, and that's also bad. So I don't think anything is going to change at that particular place. Um, I've already, you know try to look for other jobs. I mean, it's easy to get another job. But the thing is, no matter where you work, there's always going to be that one person that either picks on you, that's rude to you or whatever. And the managers and leadership are going to do nothing about it because they're like, oh, well, they're always like that, right? That's the excuse. Um, But then if you start pushing the issue, now they're looking at you like now you're the problem. And that person just goes off being the psycho and don't get in trouble but on the other hand now you now they're looking at you because why is it always something going on with you involved even if it's not your fault it's your fault now because your name keeps coming up in a negative way even if somebody else is doing it and I don't understand that I think it's very um what's the word I want to say uh stupid you know, because there is no reason for that. 
But when you work with a lot of personalities and a lot of people that mentally are not emotionally stable or emotionally mature, then yeah, you're going to constantly be dealing with crazy people. Um, And I just hate to say it. So that's why when you try to advance your career, the idea is to move out from that same level is to go above that. So, um, that, that's what I plan on doing, but it's just been very stressful to me because a lot of this is, none of this is my fault anyway. Um, the only thing that I can say about the scamming thing is to stop, you know, for me to stop being so trusting and naive. Um, and that's hard for me because I just don't want to accept that this world is such a dark place. Um, but it is, and I keep getting reminded of that in these multiple situations. I'm reminded like you're really on your own here and you have to be smart about it. You have to protect yourself, whether that means protecting your job or protecting your, your finances or protecting your, your body. Like you have to protect yourself because this world will literally chew you up and spit you out and piss on you. And it's like, why is it like this? Why is it so bad? Um, and I think a lot of people just need help. I, that's what I think. I've been feeling very anxious the past couple of days because I'm being verbally abused at the job and the manager is just sitting there like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I did go up to her, but she was verbally abusing the manager. So I'm just like, I feel like that situation made me anxious. And then also when they're calling me when I'm not at work to say, oh, well, this person had a medical problem and we're looking at you like that has nothing to do with me. And now you're just creating anxiety in somebody that's that's innocent. So I I don't know. I've just been very like to myself and um, I noticed that other people have started to be more to themselves too at that job because it's like, it's so messy there. Like there was even a time where there was a nurse who called me an a-hole because I was like, oh, okay, these papers are over there. And another person having a very bad day and had a psycho outbreak and was like, you don't have to be such an a-hole about it. I'm like, what in the, who even are you? (laughs) Like, I don't even know who you are. And you're that mad because I said the papers are over wherever they were. You better go read like the adult I know you are trying to be and figure it out because I got 50 million things I'm doing. I can't stop and baby you like this is your this is a job. And so it's just the fact that a person like that, that will call you out of your name and still be allowed to work. And it's like, so really anything goes. You can call people out they name. You can yell so loud that patients can hear you. You can name drop whoever you want. And there is no repercussion for it. And who do you blame in those situations? You blame the leader. It's a reflection of the leadership at the end of the day. Um, so my thing is, I'm tired of learning all these lessons that most of them are not even my lessons to learn. Um, And I just think that it's just so many things wrong with all these situations. You know, I don't really talk about relationships as much, but that was also a lesson that I learned that, you know, 
you you really do deserve better. You deserve better. And you have to believe that. Like there are people like one of the one of my friends, she has been in a situation since high school on and off. And she's proud of it because she's like, well, he does everything. It's just more so me and whatever. I find that hard to believe because when you want to be with somebody, you do. And anybody that has anything to disagree on that, you don't want to be with that person. And it's like, yes, there can be some gray area. But when you want to be with somebody, you do. That's it's it's that simple. Now, how that plays out is that gray area. But no, like a a lot of things that people who don't want to be in committed relationships, they will try to force you to believe that what they feel is right is right. And it's not right for everybody. And if it doesn't align with somebody, then that's just not the person for you. And I think people have to learn to be okay with that. I think people are not okay with that because then now you have to accept that you're being rejected. But if you don't look at it as rejection, then you won't feel so bad about it. Um, I think, I think me personally, I, I can't. I can't be in situations where I feel like I'm getting the short end. And I can't be in a situation where a person doesn't have the same, not necessarily all of my beliefs, but when it comes to relationships, though, they do need to align. And if that person doesn't agree with that, then it's not going to work because we're not compatible now. You know, and um, I think... It's hard when it's not the right person. It's easy when it is. And easy has a caveat because you still have to communicate. You still have to whatever. You're still going to argue here and there. But it shouldn't be arguing where y'all are screaming and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it should just be healthy disagreements. And that's what it should be. Anything outside of that, you might need to take a step back and really look at what's going on because you really shouldn't be that upset to where now you're calling people names and, you know, all these kind of things that are abusive. You shouldn't get to that point. And if you do, that person's not the right person for you because they're bringing out the worst in you. And um, you shouldn't allow somebody to bring out the worst in you, but people do have a way of doing that. Um, So you just have to pay attention to that and move on. You can't you can't stay idle and feel like, well, it's going to work itself out. Like, you can't seriously believe that if you're an adult. Um, but yeah, like, I'm just so, so tired of being treated a certain way. And it's like, I really don't bother people. But um, me being perceived as intimidating when I'm petite it really means you have a lot of issues. Like you have a lot of stuff, a lot of baggage, a lot of insecurities, a lot of self-hate going on. To think that a little old petite young woman makes you feel any type of way. Like you really got to look in the mirror. Um, And that's just how I feel about it because I don't even, I don't be talking to people like that. So 
I think, you know, by the time I go back to work, everything will be fine. Um, cause I'm, I'll be off for four days. Thank God. And, um, you know, sometimes you do need a break and I'm glad that I work my schedule that I work now. I'm just trying to figure out what am I going to do when I graduate and all that kind of stuff as far as like work goes. Cause now I just feel like I don't have any job security and I really want that. I, I really do. I want to be able to stay put somewhere. I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, in any type of crazy situations. And, you know, I just don't want to feel that way. So I, I'm really going to have to start really writing stuff down and thinking about it. But I'm I'm just tired of learning all these lessons. I'm tired of, like, trying to think, you know, people are my friends if they're not my friends. Like, Honestly, I honestly, I, I'm going to be really, really honest. I, I don't care as much about it anymore. Like, I'm getting to the point now where it just kind of is what it is. And, like, I'm cool with it. Like, if you only want to see me sometimes, I'm cool with that. You want to talk to me sometimes, I'm cool with that. You don't want to talk to me at all, I'm cool with that. Because at the end of the day, you on your own anyway. The only people that need to be worrying about me at all is my parents. All the rest of y'all, like, you know, it would be nice, but I know a lot of people don't really care about others like that. And I don't really either. So I don't blame you, you know, because I can't worry about what you're doing and what you're not doing. And if you're trying to build the friendship, if you're trying to let the friendship die, if you're like, I, I just, I can't worry about that. I'm going to just meet you where you're at. And um, I feel like in this generation, like like I said earlier, you have to be okay with really, you you really got to be okay with yourself. Because a lot of people that you think are friends are not friends. A lot of your friends that you think are your friends are not your real friends. There are associates that you do things with and that you're cool with. You might talk to them about stuff here and there. But when you're in trouble, they're probably not going to show up. Um, so that will let you know. And honestly, I just feel like I'm just tired. I'm just exhausted mentally of trying to figure this stuff out and figure out like, well, what do I do? Is this supposed to my friend or like, what's going on? You know, are we cool? Are we beefing? I'm not beefing with none of y'all. I don't. I don't have enough animosity in my heart to beef with anybody. Now, unless you're a dude that did me wrong, I don't like you, but I don't have no beef with you. So I really don't have no beef with anybody because I don't care. Um, And that's just what it is, to be honest about it. Um, But yeah, and if my voice is cracking, it's because it's late and I really need to go to bed, but I wanted to make sure that I made an episode and, um, it just is what it is. And as far as like dating goes for people who like are curious about that, I'm not worried about that right now either. Um, I already know what I want and I'm just going to stand on it and either you fit the bill or you don't. And I just try to make things simple for me in my life. I don't want to overcomplicate anything for me. And unfortunately, the society we live in is not even designed for healthy relationships anymore. 
Um, I don't know that it ever was, but it definitely had a better mask on it at some point. And now that mask is off. And now it's like, well, has anybody ever had a healthy relationship? Because a lot of people have not. A lot of people have made things not normal normal because so many people were mistreating others. And cheating on somebody is a form of abuse in my mind. And and that's how I feel about it. And... Um, you know, or you kissing somebody else and, you know, you're jeopardizing somebody else's health, you a different kind of type of person. Like, I I don't know what kind of person that is, but you don't even care about your own health. So you definitely don't care about nobody else's. And that's a very scary place to be in. Very scary. So... I recommend that if you're dealing with problems at work, just know that it's never personal. Um, even if somebody's bringing your name up, that doesn't mean it's personal. It means that they're trying to bring you down with them. And that shows you the state of that person's mentality, not yours. And if they are saying your name, you do have a right to speak up. You have rights to who you are. So don't feel like you don't just because you feel like if you say something, it's going to turn back on you. And if it does, then that means that that's not a place you need to be at. Because either way, it's going to be a win-win at the end of the day. You're going to see how this person really is and how they really feel towards you. And then you're going to know, okay, I need to move around. I need to give me another job. So um, look at it that way. Like I was even looking at maybe I might take a contract somewhere for a few months because um, just to try it, you know, Um, I don't know where I would go. I would prefer to go somewhere where I have family so I can stay with my family. Um, But if if I don't have that, then it just is what it is. But yeah, just be careful out here like. Really protect yourself, protect your reputation, protect your name, speak up for yourself. Um, If something is wrong, then go about the proper channels to at least help yourself out. And um, don't put too much on like how others feel towards you or how they treat you or whatever. Like control what you can control and that's it. Like that's something I'm working on because I internalize a lot of things And I'll harbor it and um, I have to learn to just let things go because at the end of the day, I didn't if I didn't do anything wrong, I shouldn't even be harboring it because why do I care that somebody else got problems? It don't have nothing to do with me. So um, a lot of people think that that's how I am because that's how I present, but I harbor it a lot and that's not healthy either because You have to be careful with that, too, because you don't want to be the psycho person going off, hooping and hollering, looking crazy like you forgot to take your meds. Um, And that has not happened to me yet. Now, if it's I'm talking about job now, dating and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to argue with you if I feel like I have to speak up. It shouldn't be an argument, but I'm not going to let you talk to me any kind of way. So, yeah, it's. I'm going to meet you where you're at. But as far as like career goes, that's 
a different ball game to me because now your your career's on the line, your money's on the line, your reputation's on the line, and you have to be careful. You you really have to be careful. But I thank God that I had such a good experience with my um, last semester, at least with school. And even with school, I had there was a period where there were some issues with a girl who didn't want to include me in the email she was sending to the professor when we were in the same group and was just being weird and sneaky about it. And I just said, well, just include me so I just know what's going on. And she went off and that set her off. And then we had to have a meeting about it. And I'm just like, I don't understand the issue. Like, if she want to be over the whole group, then by all means, do what you got to do. Um, but, mm-mm. but when I talk about my experience, though, like my exit survey, I'm like, I need to have names of people. That's when you name drop is stuff like that. Especially when a teacher is involved, you have to let the organization know like, hey, your teacher might have some type of prejudice or your teacher might have some type of bias and you need to address it. Because if one girl can say her spiel, but I can't and I'm getting all the back end, I'm getting all the heat. Yeah, something wrong with that picture. And I didn't do anything wrong again. So... When you're confident in who you are, people take your directness as an attack and they feel like you're out to get them. And so they're trying to be like, well, I'm not going to let you, you know, and they, they start having all these internal battles and all that, whatever. And it's only because they're insecure. Only a very insecure person would have any type of outbursts, have any type of problem with being, with including people, like something's wrong with you. So um, just pay attention to things and cover yourself at all times because you never know. And if you are a medical professional, always get malpractice insurance. Don't ever rely on the organization to save you. You have to protect yourself. And that's something that I wish somebody told me as a new nurse. Um, but I did learn to do that. So you you just have to, you got to be careful out here. If there's any type of career type of insurance for other careers, I don't know what other stuff y'all can do to protect yourself. But you need to invest in that. Pay whatever you got to pay for it a year and just renew it and call it a day. Because when stuff hit the fan... They coming for you. You're you're an easy target. You're the scapegoat because it's either your job or theirs. And they're going to try to save their job at your job's expense. So understand that it's just business, but that business can have some effects on you. And your job as an individual is to prevent and protect yourself. Prevent that from happening. Protect yourself if it does. Um, so that's all I pretty much have to say. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of learning all these lessons. Um, but at the same time, it's better to learn it now than 20 years from now. And it's gotten so bad that I'm like, oh crap, what am I going to do? You know, and I'm, I'm thankful to have very supportive parents that really love me and, um, make sure that I'm okay. And that's all I can ask for. As far as like friends and stuff go, they come and go. Like I, I really, 
am I in my tier of important people? They not at the top and they shouldn't be. My family, my parents are at the top. Um, so I, I really hope that everybody has a supportive family because a lot of people in in our generation are not genuine. They're very disingenuous and they really don't care about being your actual friend um, or they think they're better than you or they think that you think you're better than them. And this is all kind of stupid stuff instead of just being cool. Like, you know, I always feel judged by people too. Like if I do decide to open up to people, I always get like, oh, like, oh, wow. You know, I get those type of responses. So now I kind of just went quiet and I just kind of have moments where I do that, where I'm like, I just kind of read the room and I just kind of fall back because I have to protect myself. Like, I feel like I can't be open with you and I can't trust you with my feelings. So then I'm going to take that away. And I, you know, I'm still invite everybody to like any gatherings I have, any parties I might have. I'm still going to invite everybody. But will I open up to you and be vulnerable anymore? Probably not. So just 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 be able to read the room and make sure you look out for yourself.